Welcome to This Just In, the show bringing you the latest advancements in healthcare, strategy, innovation, and public policy. And now, for the fastest voice in healthcare, here's your host, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to This Justin Radio. I'm your host, Justin Barnes, and we're broadcasting live from the Health 23 Conference in Las Vegas. Very excited for this next two days of broadcasting from the most exciting digital health and health IT conference in America. My lineup of guests is unparalleled, so stay tuned to hear the fastest voice in healthcare speak to this amazing group of leaders and innovators. We're broadcasting here from Health 23 in Las Vegas. Very excited about uh, my next guest, Howard Bird from the Howard Bird Law Firm. Thank you for joining me, my good friend. And thank you, Justin. Always a privilege to uh, to be on the air with you. You're uh, one of my more frequent guests as well. Um, so thank you for always making time. So before we dive into all these great questions, um, you know, when did you get in town and, and you having fun so far? Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, as you know, I, I think this is a premier uh, healthcare conference. Absolutely. And you and I have been doing this for decades now, this is where we see our, a lot of our friends. Absolutely. So uh, in addition to the business um, and the show, there's the sense that we all have a network that we not only tap into, but feed and grow and nurture uh, at, at health. So uh, it's always a special occasion. Very true. And so actually, I forgot this, but this is you know, you maybe just think of it now. Um, Howard was the reason we took the radio show on the road. You reached out to me in, in late 2014 and said, hey, Justin, what about bringing your radio show to the Hymns Venture Forum in Chicago in 20, I think it's early 2015, but we were start talking about it in 2014, late 2014. And um, I said, what a phenomenal idea. But the uh, the Business Radio X crew and we all went up to uh, and brought a remote studio and remote broadcast. And it could not have gone off more seamless. I mean, I literally had a two-hour straight show, and I didn't think I could do it. God gave you the, the gift. But it just went two hours straight broadcast, back-to-back guests, rolled through. You made it so perfect for the setup, but also you're, you helped me with a lot of those guests, and that was perfect. Well, sometimes it's fortunate that I have a good idea. Usually I have <laughs> one idea, and I hope it's a good one. You always have great ideas. Uh, and, and, and frankly, look, I was the founder of the HIMSS Venture Programming and the HIMSS Entrepreneurial Programming. And we might as well say now, all of which is here yes. uh, at Health. Uh, and your participation, bringing the radio show, made that event better. Yeah, it improved it. It raised its valence yes. in the health business ecosystem. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. That gave me a lot of confidence realizing I could do, you know, again, a two-hour straight broadcast. I think we actually pushed it because we had one of you, we ended up bringing one of the winners of that venture forum onto the show, um, Tower Health or something like that. Tower Health, Jitten or Jitten. Um, I don't remember which one, but I do remember we that made room we for did that year end. after year. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah always around the water in our air, but we did not have that person scheduled, but we ended up making room at the end of the show. I think So I think. We brought you and him on the end of the show after the two hours with our broadcast. We went two and a half hours that very first show, but it it worked out swimmingly. Um, so obviously we're here, Health 2023 in Las Vegas. So what are you seeing for healthcare? You know, healthcare trends, digital health trends. So what are you seeing out there, my friend? Well, I see a couple of things. Um, first, it, it this is very clearly the premier event 
for the development of healthcare business. And I choose those words mm-hmm. uh, uh, advisedly, right? JP Morgan is a huge health conference. JP Morgan is the car you drive when you've already arrived. Right. It's for big companies that are already there. Right. How are they going to trade? Who's going to merge? And who's going to buy out? This is for the companies as they grow, right? This is how you get there. And so that, that's the first observation. The second observation is we're starting to see, I think, a, I don't know if it's a return or a renewed focus on the importance of services at the end of or as part of whatever the technology offering might be. And, you know, how does the patient experience matter? How does the technology incorporate patient experience, provider experience? How does that work? And I think that's my primary observation. The second observation, we're starting to see the integration of what I'm calling whole health. And that's probably the wrong word for it. It's a good word. I like it. And the idea that we are not a combination of a variety of systems. We are integrated systems, right? I mean, you know, the the neck bone's connected to the backbone, (laughs) but gut health is related to brain health, Mm -hmm. right? Heart health or oral health. It's related to brain health yeah. and gut health, yeah. et cetera. And heart health. And yeah. heart health. Yeah. You can't separate logically yep. all of those factors. So the idea that care needs to be managed and coordinated is coming back. Okay, is it new? We went through this in the 1980s with the Federal HMO Act. We went through this 25 years ago. We're go- you know, healthcare being cyclical, always comes back to good ideas. And I think we're seeing that here. Yep. Phenomenally well put. So what are a few best practices that you can share with my audience and how to navigate some of those trends and what you're seeing out there? Well, assume, let's ask who the audience is for that question first. Who would you like me to, to address? Well, I mean, I think, I think a lot of, you have a twofold. You have, I have a lot of patients that listen to this show. And so I think you just have some really good examples on how we can take better care of ourselves and how our whole body, the whole health is mm-hmm. connected. Um, but then also we have a lot of innovators and technologists and, and you know, vendors even in health systems that listen to the show. So from their perspective, they aren't attending hymns, but, you know, you, you covered a lot of good ground there. So, I mean, from any however you want to kind of end up. Okay, yeah. so from, and, and I'm the worst person to give this And advice. I love the whole health piece. I don't know. If, yeah. Well, and, and again, I'm the worst person to give that advice. You know, right. I, uh, I turned 60 last November. And, and you're had, still alive. And so you're doing something right. Well, I had my decennial <laughs> checkup. Um <laughs> And the doctor assured me that if I continued to go to the doctor every 10 years, I would likely not make the next one. There you go. So um, so the first thing is, you know, you really, we have to take care of ourselves. Yes. Each of us individually and each of us as part of the family, as part of the community. Um, and there are simple things that matter. Eating right matters. Yeah, it does. It just does. Yeah. You know, exercising, getting out and walking, doing whatever you do matters. I do 11,000 steps minimum a day. Absolutely. And you count them. Yes, I do. I just walk until my knees hurt. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, you know, I can't do the things I used to. I would right. love to go out and play squash every day. Yeah, I no. can't do that because there are no old squash players, right? We're, we're the ones who limp. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's, um, that's so that, that's the first part. The mm-hmm. second is, and, and I think on our panel, we for the audience, you weren't here, but right. Justin and I were on a panel, each giving one big idea to healthcare entrepreneurs. And I think, you know, the, the ideas that... If you're going to be in the healthcare ecosystem, have an idea that is solving a problem worth solving. Yes. And test that idea. Listen to the customers and the feedback. Feedback. Got it. You know, this goes back to, you know, I learned this in kindergarten. Listening is really important. Yes. And and it matters. And so if you're building a business, listen to criticism's healthy. It is. Right? Yep. So learn to incorporate that, not responsively object. That's criticism. Yeah. It's, it's, criticism is medicine for the business soul. It's how we learn, how we grow. Amen. So true. So, um, yeah, and, and I um, on that panel, I talked about execution and how ideas are easy. Execution is everything because it goes back to uh, you've got to have you got to be solving a real problem today. That people, you know, that's a real pain point. Um, I think you brought up reimbursement. You got to make sure you're in healthcare. Yeah, you want to yeah. make sure your idea falls. Reimbursement at least does not get in the way of reimbursement. Well, let me use the line. Reimbursement drives the system. There you go. Okay. Yep. And that is true in the United States a little more prevalently, but it is also true in every Western democracy. So mm-hmm. even those that have, and, and before we get to an argument about um, single payer, yeah. Every Western democracy has a mix of private pay and single and and government paying systems. It's a matter of how they're mixed. Yes. And in every single one of those, there is some form of determination of what technologies and what services are available. So they have to be paid for, whether it's in the United States or Canada or uh, in Europe. Right. There's always a determination. So before you build something, you need to be looking down the road. Right. Who's going to pay for this? And if you're selling to doctors or to hospitals, the hospitals have to know that an insurer is going to pay for them to use whatever it is you're selling. Right. Very true. So reimbursement drives the system. If you ignore that, you'd be in trouble. You build shiny objects. Right. (laughs) That's fine. But you're not in business very long. Right. Not going to build a billion dollar company like a lot of us want to do. So um, in our last couple of minutes, I do want to, this kind of navigates into the last question, thinking down the road. I know you've got a very cool new um, venture that you've helped to create, uh, Gray Matters. I love what you're doing. This totally feeds into the next two to three years in healthcare and, and where we're going as a society. It was just uh, World Alzheimer's Day. So why don't you tell us, you know, in the last couple of minutes, you know, give us some best practices there and all, what you're doing, then also some best practices there. Okay. Well, as... The three or four people in your audience out of the millions of listeners who know me, um, my professional world has two parts. I build healthcare businesses. People come to me with ideas, with small businesses, with technologies, and we work together to get them into the system to create their universe. Mm -hmm. Um, The other part of my professional world is I'm a founder of a very small number of healthcare businesses, mm-hmm. the most prominent of which is Gray Matters, which is a dementia clinic company. We work with patients 
from hopefully before they have uh, symptoms, but certainly once they're symptomatic to help them address those issues. And we do it by addressing the source of the problem. You know, for years, based on flawed uh, research, the thought was that amyloid plaques in the brain cause dementia. Well, something causes the amyloid plaques in the brain. Right. Merely getting rid of them, as some of the recently approved drugs do, is insufficient. Right. That's you know, like giving somebody on blood pressure medication cheeseburgers for dinner. It doesn't <laughs> work. So what we do is we address at Gray Matters the underlying causes, to the extent they can be identified, of dementia. That can be uh, can be heart health, certainly. It can be diabetes or prediabetes. It can be vascular health. Mm-hmm. It can be infections. It can be, especially oral infections, are prominent. In places like Florida, where there are lots of older people, yes. um, if not the initial cause, mold infections are an exacer, if not the cause, at least the exacerbating factor. And removing mold from their environment helps people's health improve. So our idea, and I'm going to get to the kicker here in a moment, um, is that we use primary care to address those issues. How good an idea is this? Well, the Medicare program on July 31st announced that it wants to put all Medicare fee-for-service patients who have a, a dementia diagnosis at any stage into what they call the guide program. And if you were to put the guide program as an overlay on top of gray matters and what we do, it's an exact fit. So we're very excited. Uh, we'll be applying to be a provider in the guide program and hopefully to grow our services across the country uh, by managing the health and helping people with dementia, their caregivers, their families, helping keep them healthy, make them healthier, and help them through the system. So that's what Gray Matters does. Love it. We're very excited about it. Congratulations. I love it. We're at time. Howard Bird, always a true pleasure to have you on air, my friend. You're always a great, phenomenal guest. Uh, thank you, Justin. It is a great pleasure. And I'm sure we'll see you at Vive, too, right? But of course. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Thank, thank you. you so much, Howard. Bye-bye. Take care, buddy. Very excited for my next guest, Matt McCormick from Amwell, Group Vice President, but also to talk um, really about what you uh, you guys brought here to the conference and the cool um, initiatives and announcements that you've got going on. So very excited to have you here, Matt, on air. So first, welcome to the show. Thanks, Justin. Great to Great have to you here. here. Yeah. Thank you. And you're um, standing in there, Roy um, got, uh, got sick, so I'm glad that you could certainly step in here. And again, we're able to catch up off air a little bit. And so very excited for this segment um, and what you guys are doing, uh, not only nationally, but also globally. So yeah. I look forward to diving into that in a little bit. But since you're a new voice to my show, where where do you from, grow up, those kind of good things? Originally born and raised in Miami, Florida. Uh, lived for about 20 years in the Atlanta, Georgia, Athens, Georgia area. And then I've recently relocated back to Florida, so uh, couldn't get away from the, the warm weather. So yes, well, the great taxes too. Yeah, yeah, that that's also a big help. <laughs> Even though no one else listening to this, uh, don't come to Florida. We have a lot of people there. <laughs> we love it. Been a little bit overrun, but thousand uh, new people a day exactly. or something crazy I mean, like that. Great state. Yeah. I live in Florida now too, in the Sarasota side. Um, terrific. Uh, is this your first health conference or your second one? Or? This is my second one. Yes. I actually enjoyed uh, being here. Uh, great atmosphere. 
the way they set it up, it's it's really amazing. It really kind of lends to us engaging uh, with, with our fellow partners yes. and others in the healthcare industry to learn what's going on out there. Yeah, Rich Scarfo was my guest yesterday, um, the president of health, and he's just done a great, he and the team have done a great job creating such a collaborative space. Mm-hmm. So bringing together, you know, mainly C-suite, a lot of, you know, C-suite executives are here and just having um, the right people at the right time in the room um, and, and having a ton of collaborative space. I actually had a, an hour free today. It was kind of nice to walk the show around lunchtime and just have tons of time uh, to spend with, uh, you know, other people, but also tons of space to find places just to kind of sit down and, and, and collaborate with people. And I know Rich and the team's done a great job kind of building that environment around here. Yep. So, yep. Um, but, uh, you know, starting off, what have you seen for some healthcare trends, uh, you know, digital health side or healthcare that you've seen out there in the industry? Yeah, I think the, the industry has gone through a lot of transformation lately, uh, you know, especially post-COVID. I mean, I think that accelerated the whole industry decades, as, as we know. And what we're seeing is that uh, it, it kind of, you know, weeded out the weak ones, I guess you would say. Uh, but it also uh, stressed and pressure tested uh, the existing ones to, to see if they could handle that Good sort of, uh, of impact. And, you know, the ones that have kind of survived have also gone through this transformation of being able to adapt and transform and really kind of go from just being a telehealth company and even further than being a digital healthcare company to being something a little bit more transformative, uh, with a kind of a hybrid care approach, more of a hybrid care partner is really the way we kind of see the industry evolving, uh, where we can bring, you know, we have developed a world-class platform, uh, tremendous endpoints. We have clinical services at, at Amwell uh, that are, address a bunch of different therapeutic areas. And I think it's it's key for us to be able to empower our partners to be able to, to utilize these services, meet the patients where they're at, and provide them that world-class service that we need to uh, in order to have an impact and kind of move that needle on the healthcare side. And to maximize the resources. We talk, we see everything going on out there that uh, the, the lack of the, the physician shortages, uh, the nursing shortages, there's just shortages across the board. And again, everything was you know exponential coming out of hybrid. They had that kind of perfect storm where you had that huge need, uh, but also a depletion of resources at the same time. Uh, and so what the, it allows the industry to do is to really show what we can do and how to maximize those resources and be able to to take, we're not going to be able to create more doctors like that. We just right. can't do it. Uh, so, But we're going to have to maximize the resources that we have and then supplement them with automated care and digital components and things like that. Yep. And your personal focus on, on behavioral health side, is that correct? I am. I am the group vice president of our AMWELS Behavioral Health. And we've done, uh, we've made, invested, you know, almost a billion dollars in the last few years in building out the behavioral health um, division. Uh, Roy and Ido had the foresight to kind of see this perfect storm coming, uh, again, which was exacerbated by, by uh, you know, COVID. Right. I think pre-COVID, it was about one in five uh, people had a diagnosable uh, behavioral health issue uh, coming out of it is closer to one in three, about 65 million right now, uh, in just in the U.S. So it's 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 really a huge need. And the other thing is our psychs are aging out too. So uh, about two thirds of them are are going to be retired in the next 10 years. And we're going to have a depletion of about 100,000 uh, psychiatrists that we're not going to have. About 60% of our counties currently don't have any sort of psychiatry coverage or anything at this point. So it's a huge, huge unmet need. And uh, Amwell's invested, you know, millions and even yeah. up to a billion yeah. uh, doing this. And what, what we've done is built out uh, 
couple different things. On the, on the services side, we built out our animal psychiatric care, which goes to kind of the high acuity, uh, works within hospital walls, any four walls, either uh, EDs, hospitals, IDNs, anything like that. Uh, we, we provide that service on an on-demand basis or scheduled outpatient uh, basis. We got about 350 providers there. And then the other thing we did is we built out our animal medical group, which is our kind of direct consumer uh, uh, medical platform. That has about 5,000 providers na nationally. About half of those uh, are primary care urgent care and then the other half are some sort of behavioral health and this is more therapy counseling psychology some psychiatry uh, med management things like that so we're trying to work at it from a couple different angles uh, to really meet those patients on where they're at and where they have the needs it's excellent so in kind of following that train of thought you know what are some best practices that you can share around you know behavioral health and telehealth and how this all comes together in this type of a platform but are there certain strategies or um, support mechanisms for these communities that you guys offer? Yeah, there is, and it's apropos that we're talking about this on today with it being World Mental Health Day, yeah. uh, you know, so that, uh, you know, there are some things that we've done that really kind of, as we're building this out, as you talked about, you know, different venues and different ways for us to, to get these services to uh, the, the patients that are in need. And like I mentioned, our animal medical group and our APC group, our animal psychiatric care group, we also have a digital component as well uh, with, with one of our, two other of our acquisitions. One was uh, Silver Cloud um, by AMWELL, which is um, digital CPT or digital cognitive behavioral therapy um, that has been around for 20 years, um, was based in the UK and is now global. We'll talk about the, some announcements that we have around that, um, that we, we just announced today that we're expanding into the South African market uh, with that. Yeah, so trying to impact about a million patients down there with our partners, Discovery Health. Uh, so, and this allows, what this does is uh, we combine, and we're combining this form of digital behavioral health, uh, combining the uh, digital ICPT program with an automated care program as well, which was another acquisition we had, which was Conversa uh, company that allows for that AI component, that chat component to really kind of be the glue in between visits uh, or to prevent the patient from winding back up in the ED. So it really has those touch points uh, while they're going through either the digital CPT program as part of their discharge protocol, or uh, it can be, you know, that just to remind them, hey, you've got an upcoming visit with your th therapist coming up. Hey, have you taken your meds? How are you feeling? And it allows us to, to kind of keep that patient engaged throughout the process without them. And then we also have the ability, if there's an escalation, if somebody has suicidal ideations or things like that and it kind of shows up uh, in the digital chat then that'll be escalated either to 988 the suicide hotline or to a provider on our staff or to a provider on one of the hospital staff or things like that so we're really trying to to, to make that difference and make it a comprehensive coverage really from end to end from high acuity to lower acuity uh, and pretty much anything in between it's kind of very most goal with the, the behavior Excellent. Uh, well done. World Mental Health Day. This is terrific that we're here on air now. Very serendipitous. Um, so this next piece my audience loves, it usually becomes its own segment, talking about uh, basically the crystal ball and looking into it and kind of looking out two to three years in advance. I know it's a hard question, um, but thinking about the future of where either um, behavioral health and mental health or, um, you know, where, where telemedicine, telehealth is going to go in the direction and how it enables a lot in our care strategies. But, you know, thinking ahead, what do you, you know, what are some of your thoughts there in the next couple of years we should be looking out for? Yeah, I think we need to still be advancing down the road. I see us advancing down the road is that hybrid care where, you know, I, I had 
one mentor tell me this I've been in the industry about 12 years he said one day this will no longer be called telemedicine it'll just be called medicine right, right. and it's just, this is just another tool for us to use like a stethoscope or something like that and that's where we become truly integrated into the healthcare system and it's not seen as a third party you know just having a you know connection and a doctor on a you know in endpoints and things like that that's just that's table stakes to get yes. in right now. Yes. Uh, you've got to be able to advance that directive down the road a little bit. You got to be able to make sure that uh, you know the patients are getting this combination hybrid care. You know, we're not going to replace, and the goal has never been to replace in-person care uh, with, with what we do. It's to enhance it. Yep. Uh, and I think that's where we have to go. And now that I think that mindset is kind of starting to settle in uh, with the providers across the board, they're, they're not seeing it as a threat as much anymore, but really as a tool for them to be able to use and to maximize their skill set, allow them to practice at the top of their license. Right. So they're not driving windshield time and all this stuff. They can be in four different clinics in four different days and be very efficient at that by utilizing the, the resources that we can provide. Yeah, four different clinics in four different hours. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, it's, it's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, it's great. Um, no, and I think that we've all seen where, you know, integrating, you know, telehealth, tele telemedicine into the overall care strategy is just, it's just part of where a lot of our, and that's been my healthcare, to be honest, for the past four or five years. I mean, I see my providers um, in person probably once a year for annual physical, but that's about it. Everything else is done remotely. We have a great um, care team that manages my care. Again, all remotely, all through, you know, telemedicine, telehealth and, and secure texting. Yeah. So I don't really need to be there. Um, you know, the in-person visits, uh, not, um, you know, conducive to it. My doctors are still in Atlanta when I primarily live in Florida, but yeah. I can use, I leverage technology and, and innovation at every turn. Yeah, it makes us much more efficient. Abs Absolutely. So I guess um, in the closing minute or so, I think, you know, any announcement that, you know, I know you mentioned this new initiative in Africa, but anything else you want to uh, to share with my audience just in the last couple of seconds here? Yeah, I mean, again, I wanted to kind of expand on that a little bit yeah, on please. what we're doing. So uh, Silver Cloud is our, is our digital CPT program that we talked about. Uh, it is used by the National Health System and uh, the UK yep. and HSE in Ireland, and we're in Australia with a partner called Honeysuckle. Uh, and then, like I said, today we just announced that we're uh, with a partner, Discovery Health, expanding this into uh, the South Africa market. And uh, we're excited about what that's going to do. We're looking at growing that partnership with Discovery Health, uh, and they are one of the world's largest, uh, you know, payer providers outside of uh, the U.S. And uh, we're we're excited about this partnership and where it's going to take us. Fantastic. Matt McCormick, thank you very much. Amwell, uh, Group Vice President, thank you for joining the show and, and thank you for lending your voice to us and your thought leadership. Uh, greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it, my it. friend. Thank you. Take care. And that's a wrap. What a great series of shows and guests. Uh, always grateful for them joining us on air. And uh, thank you to all of you for joining us. Uh, what a great lineup. But uh, what a great uh, show we've had here in Las Vegas. But look forward to us coming to you live from Vive in Los Angeles in uh, February. So look forward to that and see everyone then. Take care.